Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Positive Sports Report, covering middle school athletics for the San Juan Unified School District. I'm your host, Dana Smith. I'm the middle school athletics director for San Juan, teacher and coach at Carnegie Middle School, and a certified trainer for Positive Coaching Alliance. In this episode, we're going to share all of the athletics courses that are going to be offered in San Juan's middle school summer enrichment program. And we have an interview with Pasture and Castle Roble alumni and the host of the Home Team Podcast, Josh Takimoto. Let's roll. This summer, San Juan Middle School Summer Enrichment Program will be offering a long list of classes for athletics, in addition to its whole catalog of classes that will be offered at our middle schools this summer, just some great choices. But I want to share with you the camps that will be offered for athletics across the district. At Carnegie, there'll be a lacrosse skills camp from June 12th to the 30th. There'll be the Carnegie Summer Wrestling Camp from July 10th through the 21st. I will be one of the coaches for that camp, along with Coach Garrett Lane from Bella Vista High School. And there'll be a multi-sports camp from June 20th through July 28th. Pasture will also offer a wrestling camp called Summer Wrestlers, Summer Knot, great play on words. That will take place from June 12th through the 30th. Churchill Middle School is offering cross-country conditioning running preparation from June 26th through July 7th, and volleyball camp from July 3rd through the 14th. Sylvan will offer a backyard summer fun camp from June 12th to the 23rd. Arden is offering pickleball from June 12th through the 23rd. And on Zoom, you can take beginner yoga from June 12th through the 29th and intermediate yoga from July 3rd through the 20th. You can find those classes on San Juan's website, or if you check out our Instagram account for the Positive Sports Report, I will put a link in the story for you to get to the registration page. Classes are available for incoming sixth graders to outgoing eighth graders. So get out there and enjoy some of those great summer offerings through the summer enrichment program. Although you don't know this out there in the audience, but I am back with Josh Takimoto. He has been kind enough to come back. As you know, I posted on Instagram that we had a technical difficulty. And by that, I meant our Half-hour discussion last time went off into nowhere land, and we lost the whole thing. So he's been kind enough to come back and redo the interview with us. Josh Takamoto is the host of the Home Team Podcast, which is a great podcast that I highly recommend. Before he did that podcast, he worked on the Character Combine podcast with Deb McCollum, who he now has another podcast with. Um, and he is a Pastor Middle School and Castle Roble High School alum. So Josh, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good coach. Yeah. Thank you for having me back. Uh, I know last time we joked about, you know, zoom acting up and giving us problems. And, uh, we did not joke this time about zoom giving us problems because it was bad luck last time. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to do that. I, I, again. Jinx, I jinxed it. That one was all on me. I hey, that's okay. You know it. what? I'm, I'm always happy to talk to you. So, uh, when you asked me if I could re-record, that wasn't even a, there was no hesitation in my mind. So I appreciate you having me back. Well, I'm, I'm very happy to have you here. Are you ready for your warm-up question? I'm ready. I changed it up on you, so there was no cheating. So okay, perfect. What, in your opinion, what book belongs on everyone's bookshelf? Ooh, that's a good question. The, so 
I've talked about this book a lot on different podcasts that I've done. Uh, people are, anybody who listens to my podcast are probably sick of me saying this, but I don't care because it, it still reigns true, especially in this space for coaches and people who are trying to build culture, even, you know, CEOs, teachers, coaches, this applies if people who just have their family, this applies. It's a book called tribes by Seth Godin. And so it's a very small book. It's an easy read. So if you're not a reader, uh, you can, you can survive this one. It's not going to take up too much of your time. And just the uh, principles in that, as far as how you build a tribe, what it means to have a, a tribe versus a team versus a group, how you can turn a group into a tribe and the difference between the two and why it's so important to, you know, build up a tribe, find a tribe and kind of nurture that tribe, which is basically what we do as, as coaches and teachers, right? We, we have a, a group of, of students and the best versions of those groups of students or those student athletes is when they become more tribal, they become, there's a, a greater cause they're, they're pursuing something bigger than themselves. It's not just a bunch of people wearing the same uniform, kind of doing something together. There's a uniformity to it. And there's a, there's the same mission, the same heart behind what they're doing. And so um, I've always recommended that book to people, especially in those athletic spaces, because I think you can learn a lot from it. And like I said, I know coaches don't have a ton of time. It's a short read. So no one has any excuse not to get through this book. All right. I'm, I'm going to get that one. I'm going to take it on my summer vacation with me, which is coming soon. There you go. I yeah. think you, yeah, they can't get here <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Why don't you um, tell us a little bit about your own sports background? Yeah. So I grew up playing sports my whole life. I played soccer. I played baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. And I played a little bit of basketball. I wasn't the best at basketball. In fact, I got cut when I tried out as a freshman. And uh, the only sport I played in high school was baseball. And I basically did that year round. We did fall ball, the regular spring season, and then summer ball as well. So I, I love baseball. It's my passion. It's my favorite sport. It always has been, always will be. And so I did that during high school. And, you know, I always tell people my freshman and uh, JV year, my freshman and sophomore year, I played a lot, pitched a lot, got a lot of playing time. And then when it came to my junior and senior year, uh, I did not, I, I was on the bench quite a bit. And um, that was always really challenging for me. And I think that would be challenging. It's challenging for most people who are competitive even if you recognize that there's other people that are more, maybe more talented and have, you know, better uh, assets and skills, there's still that desire in you that wants to compete and you want to play and you feel like you should be on the field more. And so, um, that was kind of my thing. So I, you know, it's one of those things where it's weird, uh, having conversations with certain people and, and doing a podcast sometimes, because I've always said the people I'm talking to went on to play, you know, D one schools or professional ball, or they're, they're coaches that have been doing it for years and years and years and have all this, all this experience where, my story kind of ended, my sports story kind of ended at the high school level, not playing very much. But then I realized when I looked back and I started getting involved with character combine that there were so many things that I learned, life lessons I learned, you know, all throughout sports, but specifically the two years where I didn't play very much. And obviously, you know, it's a frustrating time. And, and I think you have a different perspective, at least I do as, as I got older. And I thought about that a little bit differently. And so now when I look back, even though I say, like, yeah, of course, the competitor in me, which is I had more playing time, the, uh, the person I am now, the podcaster, the person who has a connection with coaches and athletes, tries to pick out the different life lessons and the things that I learned back then that I think have helped make me the person I am today. And so, you know, that's why I tell people it's a pretty short sports background. I love sports. I always do. Um, I was even playing adult baseball, you know, for three or four years after, after graduating. So, um, you know, I would, I would still do it if I could right now. Um, just time's a little different, but, uh, I still love sports, but you know, I realized that at a certain point I can still stay involved in the sports world. It's just going to look a lot differently for me. 
And once I found the the passion for podcasting, I realized, you know what, I can kind of be the the point guard, if you will, in this in this community in this situation where you know no one's going to reach out to me because hey, I heard you have this crazy experience as an athlete or as a coach, but I can provide a platform for people like yourself, for others who have great stories, who have great knowledge and insight on the game and coaching and leading people, I can provide that platform for other people and help get their message out. And so I feel like that's kind of the role that I play within the sports community. And so that's been a a good thing for me, for sure. Kind of taking some of the things that I learned as an athlete and then using that to, you know, do a podcast and open up the opportunity and platform for others. Yeah. my sports background is similar in that sense that I, I also, my high school career was the end of my, you know, technically my athletic career, but those lessons that I learned in playing sports, they last a lifetime. You know, there are times when, when you're struggling through things and you can think about the, like just conditioning kind of things that I know that I became a tougher person by doing that. I became more resilient and have more grit now as an adult because of those things that I did as a kid playing sports and, you know, role clarity, knowing your role on a team and being able to fulfill it. Even if you're not the guy in the spotlight, your role is still really important. And we, there's a, this is actually, um, this comes from a a Roseville high school coach, baseball coach. And it's an award that's talked about in positive coaching alliances, um, stuff called the golden spike award. It's just based on the idea that you don't see the spikes on a railroad, but if they're not there, the whole thing falls apart and it's, yeah. it's aimed towards those athletes who they play an important role on your team. They may not be the person in the spotlight, the person written about in the newspaper, but without them, things fall apart. And that's so important for young athletes to understand that everybody's role is important. Everybody's got a part to play. We make our teammates better. We help our coaches. We, we help the, the team become a tribe. So to speak, as you were saying with the book, those kinds of ideas that, all those roles are, are super significant. Um, yeah, I mentioned earlier that you, you are from Casa and I, I'm from Bella Vista and yeah. that was one thing I loved about when I was in high school, most of our league were San Juan schools. You know, right. it was, it was Bella Vista, Casa, La Sierra at that time. Sure. Tony Asaro shout out on the La Sierra thing. Yeah. Tony Asaro. Um, yeah. But it was great. I mean, I, I played little league with the guys that I played against that were at Casa. So it made those, those rivalries friendly, but man, those games would be intense. You know, those football games, those baseball games, they were, those are intense games. You look forward to those when you saw them on the schedule for sure. And you knew they were going to oh, be yeah. good. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, especially, and I'm sure it was the same for you. I remember specific situations where growing up playing pony baseball at, you know, past at the fields at pasture middle school and around the area, you play in all-star tournaments and you remember certain guys from Citrus Heights or Fair Oaks or the surrounding areas. And then, you know, even as a young athlete, I was 11 or 12, still a few years removed from high school. When you face them in high school, all those memories of the the battles and those all-star tournaments or Memorial Day tournaments come back. It's like you're a little kid again. It's like, oh, I remember that guy. I, I really want to strike him out. I, I really don't want to give a home run to him for sure. But like last time, but you know what I mean? Like those things come back and they stick with you. And so I, I 100% agree that uh, those rivalries are a lot of fun. And um, and then, you know, honestly, some of those people, I I have connected with since then people that used to compete against, even on this podcast, it's like, Oh, I used to compete against each other. And now I've had you on my podcast two or three times. And it's a, a cool connection. Um, you know, the sports, even though we're on opposing sides, you know, I think that's, that's a really interesting, I don't, I don't know if it's the same elsewhere. Cause I'm a Sacramento guy, but it's amazing how those ties stay. 
yeah. as we get older, those, those guys you played against and with, and you, you meet them later in life and connect. And it's, it's really interesting how that all plays out. And I think it says a lot about sports and how it, it binds people together um, for a lifetime, so to speak. It's, it's oh, really absolutely. a cool thing. 100%. And it, that really kind of takes me into the, the next question. Cause I think you do a great job of that. You're, you're part of that in this area of being able to kind of tie everybody together. Even the ones that don't know each other before I know you because of Tony Asaro who we mentioned earlier, right? I'm a trainer with him in PCA and he talked to you about me and we ended up connecting. And those connections are so important because they, like you said, they give platforms and, and help us grow and, and come together and do what we can for our community, for our kids, for our young athletes and what they do later in life. So absolutely. You talk a little I, bit? I'm sorry. I just wanted but, to uh, add on to that really quick. It's interesting is one of the, um, it's, uh, I'll be honest. I pride myself on consistency and my home team podcast has not been consistent recently. We haven't posted an episode for a little while now, but one of the more recent episodes I did was with Daniel Graves, who was a former, uh, Folsom high school quarterback, kind of at the beginning of their really impressive run of championships and titles and stuff like that. And he's into the, he's in the, uh, he's a real estate mortgage broker. And he actually mentioned that a lot of these people that he competed against now that they're adults and they're professionals in the business world, now that he's living back in Folsom, he'll, he'll reconnect with people and say, Hey, I remember we competed against each other here. Or, Hey, I remember for someone would be like, Hey, I remember my uh, son or daughter went to high school with you, or my son competed against you on the football field. He was on from this school. He's like, it's really weird because it's 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 almost like a built-in amount of trust because they've seen your work ethic on the field. They see how you compete with character and integrity. And so when it comes time, they hey, someone needs to buy a, wants to buy a house, they reach out to you because they recognize your name and they also attach that with the character that they saw all the way back when you were a high schooler. And so, you know, and I'm sure you've had this conversation a lot. Sometimes I think people have this assumption that like, well, what you do as a young athlete is not going to affect you later in life. But really your reputation starts when you're in high school because whether we like it or not, there's some people, even grown adults, that they may see a high school act, high schooler act a certain way when they're a high schooler. And if, after they have a job and kids, they may still see that same high schooler that they saw back in the day, even though they may be a completely different person, that image is still stuck in their head. So, you know, we may want to say, hey, it's just kids being kids and, and stuff, but the reputation can really affect you even as a high schooler into your adult life, if you're not careful. And I think that's even more so now with social media. hundred percent. It's there. And it's always there. You know, right. I may remember a little thing to happen in a game against somebody I played against. I may not, but when you stuff gets out on social media and, you know, I know you and I both heard plenty of stories of kids losing scholarships because of stuff that they posted or showed up on social media yeah. or, you know, just that reputation that gets out there. So that's, it, it's crucial that you understand that it does impact the rest of your life. And it can be in a very good way by you know, that's that story right there proves it that in you're in the business world and your reputation is good from when you were younger, that that's a bonus for you as an adult. It's money in the bank, right? You're putting away a little savings on your reputation. Absolutely. Um, so you, I met you when you were doing the character combine podcast and I, I had been to a character combine, um, actual character combine at Del Oro at one time. And, um, and then I've been on the home team podcast with you and I, I just love both formats and I love how they've brought people together and getting the word out of some people that are, are really, really good. So how did you end up starting the character combine podcast and, and turn that into the home team podcast? Yeah. So I was interning, I started interning with character combine in 2010. Uh, I, I interned with them in 2010. My first actual two, uh, character combine event that I helped with was 2011 that spring. And 
I had taken a couple of guys to it, some athletes that I was mentoring uh, the year before, and I just fell in love with it. It was at Vista Del Lago High School. And I thought, man, I, I really want to be a part of this. I feel like this is something that's right, right down my lane. And so I got connected with some people and I was uh, lucky enough to do an internship with them. And so for the next uh, six years, I was working part-time for them. I did an internship, then I started working part-time for them. And then uh, after that, I, I continued to volunteer with them. And you know, it was just something I was passionate about. I, again, like I mentioned before, it was a way for me to stay connected to the sports world without having to have this crazy uh, resume of of athletic accomplishment or coaching accomplishments. It was just like I can I can give back to the community using this um, platform as as the vehicle. And so, I was doing that for a while. Like you said, they were doing events, uh, Del Oro, Folsom High School. I think we did the majority of the events that I was a part of at Folsom High School, and. It was just a lot of fun. We had great speakers, great um, breakout sessions. Just so it was a really, really cool event that I, I still love to this day. And it got to a certain point where they, the the nonprofit that Character Combine was under decided to go in a different direction. And so they said, hey, we're going to stop doing the Character Combine for right now. And at the time it was, let's pause for a second. Let's regroup and see what we want to do moving forward. And then you know, it, it never really came back, but I told him, I said, Hey, in the meantime, I've always wanted to do podcasts. I love podcasts. I would love to do it myself. Would you guys be cool if I did a character combine podcast while we're trying to figure out what's the next step for the actual event? And they said, yeah, as long as it doesn't add any work to our lives, you can do whatever you want. We trust you. And so go for it. And so I'm like, cool. So I decided to start doing that. Um, at around the same time, my wife and my sister had met my friend, Deb McCollum, she's not my friend. I kind of hijacked their friend. She started as their friend. Now she's more of my friend because I was looking for a podcast co-host and, and she happened to be coaching at Sheldon High School with the legendary Mary Jo Truesdale. And she was into the strength and conditioning training as well. So I thought, well, this would be awesome. Have I would have a female voice in this space with me, as well as someone who's with an awesome coach and an awesome program and knows the training side of things too. So she was interested. And so we started doing the character combine podcast. I think we did about 130 episodes, 129 episodes. And it got to a point where we were having a lot of great momentum and all of that. But I quickly learned that the event, they decided that the event wasn't going to come back. It just wasn't really going to fit into the, the direction they went, which is great. They're doing a lot of great things with the, the nonprofit, but character combine didn't really fit into that uh, naturally. And so they said, you know, we're not going to be bringing it back like we hoped. I said, that's okay. That's cool. So I did a couple more character combine podcasts and then it got to a point where I said, you know what? Uh, maybe I should do something different. So I paused for a while and I started talking to my my friend, Kevin Bracey, who's a motivational speaker. Uh, also from the San Juan. Carnegie. He, yes. Yeah. And he's also yeah. from the San Juan Unified. He's from uh, Mesa Verde. He's a Mesa Verde alum. Yeah. He he is well known in our district. He's spoken a lot of our schools at Carnegie and he's he's absolutely amazing. I love Kevin. I've known him for, I think, 10 plus years now. And so we were having a conversation about a project I was working with him on. And he's like, man, it's crazy. Like, I'm at the gym. He's like, I'm at the these schools. And everybody asked me when, because he was the MC of the character combine for quite a few years. He said, when are they bringing it back? And I said, that's crazy. Cause I'm, I experienced the same thing. I'll be at the gym and a coach will approach me and say, Hey, when are we bringing this thing back? And we both had the same answer. Like it's not coming back. And so we realized that there was a space there, a void that was in the shape of character combine, but there was nothing there to fill it. And so we thought, Hey, let's, what if we did something separate from character combine? What if we start something that's in the same vein? And that's how we came up with home team. And the the whole goal or the whole uh, vision behind it is that even though we compete in different uniforms, we're all a part of the home team. If you're a coach or an athlete or a teacher or a parent who uses athletics to make your community better, make your schools better, make people better around you, then we're all a part of the same team. 
That doesn't change the fact that when we compete on a Friday night on the football field, we want to beat you. But at the same time, the overall mission of what we're trying to accomplish in life is exactly the same. And so we're all a part of this home team. So our focus is is mainly Sacramento, the surrounding areas. And uh, right now it's just a podcast. Like I said, I've taken a little bit of a break from it um, recently, but there's still over 50 episodes you can check out. And uh, the plan is to jump back into it again. And we're just trying to uh, redo a couple of things and try to think a little bit differently as we move forward. But that's how we started Home Team Podcast. And hopefully one day it will turn into something a little bit more than just the podcast. And you know, that's you, you're talking about we, we're in different uniforms, but we're part of the same team. And that's, I think that's, I really love that part of your thinking and your philosophy. And that's what we try to do in San Juan with middle school sports is getting coaches who, yeah, we're going to compete against each other. We want to beat each other, but we're going to share ideas. We're going to help each other out. We're going to, show kids how that works by being friendly with each other when we're in those competitions sure. and, and showing people role modeling, how that's supposed to work. So I, I just love that, that idea and, and how that works. Um, so as the host of character combine and home team podcast, you, you really have an amazing list of people that you've spoken to on those podcasts, you know, including some local sports legends, really. You, you talk about Daniel Graves. He's, he's a fulsome sports legend. That's just, you know, like you said, that's when Folsom really started pumping up in football and right. he's associated with that. And, and you've really had just the chance, chance to talk to some amazing people. I talked about Tony, um, your co-host Deb, she's, she's amazing. And I want to make sure before you get off, you plug what you're doing with her these days too, because um, she's a great host as well, but you've had a chance to really speak to some amazing people in sports and, and not just as teams and coaches, but as you know, sports psychologists and people involved with um, some of the other aspects of sports, but who are some of those people that have, have impressed you the most and, and why do they impress you? Yeah, I could, I mean, we, how much time do you have? We could be here for a long time <laughs> with all these guests. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so just to name a few, uh, our friend, Lauren Johnson, who used to be the New York Yankees mental, uh, performance coach. She was incredible. We got connected with, with her through, um, uh, Nikki, Nikki B who's a, a golf influencer in the area, real estate agent, um, who went to Sac state and is local as well. And she's, she was an incredible guest. So both of them, um, you know, Nick, uh, Nikki got us connected to Lauren, but we, I've had Lauren on my, all, uh, all of my podcasts multiple times. And she's just amazing because at what she does as far as mindset and, uh, mental toughness and everything that goes into that, uh, Joe Davidson, who is, I always call him the voice, him and Michelle Dapper. I always, you know, I bug them to be on the podcast every time because I feel like they're the voice of the, this region sports really. And, and all of the work that they do to cover and uh, bring light to this area and the athletes and the coaches is incredible. So it's always fun to have conversations with, with them. Um, like you said, legendary coaches, Mary Jo, uh, Casey Taylor, Joe Catalico, uh, Chris Horner over at CASA um, is, a, is, a fu- is a really fun guy. Um, to have on a, on a podcast and he does amazing things off the field as well. Um, you know, and then every Anthony Robles, who I know you're familiar with, uh, mm-hmm. Arizona state, you know, champion, uh, the one legged wrestler who I know is having a movie has a movie coming out at some point. Yeah. Um, I think that's coming out fairly soon, actually. I think so. Yeah. And so that should be a, a huge thing. Mark Munoz has been on the podcast in the past. Um, Matt Johnson, who's the, um, was the coach of the year for the Sakai boys basketball, um, just recently, got named coach of the year there, uh, Harvey Hargrove, Har- Harvey Hargrove, uh, who's a, a coach, um, owns the Seaclot, uh, baseball, baseball group and really, really cool guy. Just really, uh, interesting story. I mean, I could go on forever. Kevin Bracey has been on the podcast yourself, coach, um, just so many people. And it's, you know, the one, 
the thing, if I had to say there's one thing in common for all of them is they're just very generous with their time. And there's a, a heart to, I mean, you guys are all super busy and you guys are all willing to take time out of your busy schedule to have a conversation with us because you believe in the cause of helping athletes and coaches. You know, that's our whole goal is we want to add tools to a coach's toolbox so that they can have just more resources to help them be a better coach. We're not, we've never, we've always said, we don't have the answers. We're not trying to say, Hey, here's an answer for you to solve all your issues, but we just want to bring different topics to the, to the table. And hopefully through that conversation, you can pull something from it. And if not wait until the next episode, because we'll have someone else on too. And so, you know, that's, that's the thing. I think everybody's been very generous with their time and, and very giving, uh, which we appreciate for sure, because, you know, that's the, the ultimate goal is to help these coaches and athletes become better. And when you have awesome people with awesome knowledge that they wouldn't necessarily be connected with uh, otherwise. But hey, if you can listen to a podcast where we can bring their information to you through your headphones, like what's better than that? So I would say that if the, the one thing that they have in common is the just the generous generosity with their time. Yeah, I, you know, that was really the idea of doing this podcast. Is I, we have a mission of what we're trying to accomplish with middle school sports. And yeah. no, there's really not a better way to, to broadcast your mission, so to speak, than podcasting. People yeah. can go do it when they want. Um, and like I said, people are generous with their time. I've been able to pull in coaches and administrators. And when Ken Kern was our superintendent, he did the first episode. So I found people very willing to want to come in and share what they know and their knowledge and their experience. And it, it's just a, a great way, great format to get that information out. And you, you've been able to pull in some just amazing guests. And in fact, when the idea of bringing you in, which I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner, um, I was out for a ride and listening to your episode with Joe Davidson and literally stopped and got off my bike and pulled my phone out and sent you a message uh, uh, <laughs> to see if you wanted to be a guest. But yeah. um, that was real. I mean, all the episodes are great, but Joe Davidson's the stories he was sharing and kind of some of the behind the scenes stuff he's, he's seen and done and the people he's talked to it was, that was a really cool episode. And for him to spend that time sharing, that was just a really am amazing thing. You could tell in that episode, how generous he really is with this time. Because oh, obviously the, he's, the he's a busy guy too, you know, working for a major newspaper and covering sports in the area. He's, he's got a lot to do. So that was, that was really cool. Oh yeah. He's got, I mean, well, and the interesting thing about him, as you know, from the last episode I did with him, he has seen the absolute best of the area, whether it's a story or a specific athlete or coach, like he's seen the very best, but on the flip side of that, he's also seen the very, very worst of the situations and uh, situations that involve coaches and athletes and everything in between. And so, you know, to have a chance to talk to him and as often as we have been able to talk to him has been great because he's got a lot of knowledge and there's always something you can take away from him, whether it's a really good thing or it's a cautionary tale, he's got something that any coach of any sport of any age can take away. And so, yeah, he's always, he's always great. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. So after interviewing so many people, athletes and coaches, what have you found seem to be kind of the common characteristics of successful programs, whether it be high school or, you know, doing sports, like that kind of stuff. What, what are those characteristics that you find in common with those people? Yeah, I think it's funny. And I feel like if I remember correctly, I feel like you said this and I know Mary Jo said this, and I know a lot of other coaches have said this, but I feel like one of the things that really sticks out is the fact that they listen, like a good coach listens to their athletes. Now you could, you could have someone that goes in there and says like, I have more experience with than you. I have more knowledge than you. I'm, I know the sport better than you. So you just need to kind of shut up and listen to what I'm saying, because I know what I'm talking about and you have no idea. 
But the very best coaches that we've had on the podcast and the consistent thing is you've got to listen to your athletes. And it's funny because a lot of coaches say when I was a young coach, that was tough because I have a lot of this ego and I'm, I want to do the very best I can, but it's hard for me to listen to a, a kid that's trying to question or tell me what I'm trying to do or I'm doing wrong. But as you get older, you get more confident as a coach and then you're more willing to listen to what the athletes have to say because they are the ones that are competing. And so you may not, you may not agree with what they're saying, but being willing to listen to what they have to say and see it from their perspective seems to be a trait that some of the greatest coaches have, at least the ones we've had a chance to talk to, they all say the same exact thing. And on the flip side of that, this is actually looking from the, from the athlete's perspective. And if you're looking at it from the athlete's perspective, what is that thing that a great coach had? One of the things that happens every single time when I say, okay, who's a coach that really stood out to you and why did they stand out to you? They, they'll give the name right away. And it's never something that's on the field. It's never, Hey, I remember when the fourth quarter of the section championship coach drew up this play and we were able to hit a, a last minute or last second three to win the championship. It's never anything like that. It's, Hey, I remember my, my family was going through a really tough time. And that coach went out of their way to visit me at home and provide food for my family. Or I had a really bad injury. And the first person there besides my family was this coach from high school. It's always these situations where coaches showing up when they're off the field, they're off the clock. They don't have to show up, but they do it because they understand how, how important and how valuable that athlete is to their lives. And when they do that, that athlete understands how important they are to that coach. And so, um, again, that's not something that coaches have said. But it's something that when, as an athlete, when you think back to being an athlete, a lot of the athletes say the same thing. It's like, man, this coach meant the world to me because of X, Y, and Z. And it's never been a situation where it had anything to do with wins and losses. It had everything to do with life and how that coach showed up to, for them. And one of the only few, one of the few people that did show up for them in that moment. And so, you know, I think really showing up and, you know, being there for your athletes, but also listening which is, I guess, kind of the same thing, right? Like those yeah. two things, it, those two things kind of give you an idea of, of the heart of a coach. And if a coach is willing to listen and show up for their players on and off the field, it gives you a pretty good idea of the type of person that coach is. Yeah. That, that takes me full circle back to the time that I went to character combine and Joe Ehrman was the speaker. And yeah, that that's my book for coaches that they should have on their shelf is inside out coaching, yeah. but it goes to his idea of it's, it's coaching is transformational, not transactional. Yes. I, I'm here, here to, to help you transform yourself into the best possible person that you can be in that moment right. that I have with you to do my part of that. And that requires empathy and listening to people and knowing what they need and, and that art of helping them progress and being able to push some buttons on them. Yeah. It's, it's that transformational part, not the, what can you do for me? How can you help me win as a coach? How can you yeah. help me put more trophies on my shelf? Cause yeah, we all want to win. We're all competitive. But right. we know through what we look at with positive coaching, if, if we're transformational, um, we're going to get more success out of those athletes. And therefore, we're going to help them become better what they do now and what they do better, how they can do things better in the future. So that's exactly the way I think of, of what we're trying to do. And I think you get better at it as you get older. Definitely. Yeah. I didn't I didn't listen as much as a young coach as I do now. And then now I sure. listen a lot because I, sure. I realize how much more people know than than I do, or at least how they can get into my brain a little bit, too. But that's for young coaches, learn that lesson from, uh, us veterans and, and don't do it the hard way. Listen early and listen often, um, yeah. and try to be a part of what, um, what your athletes are doing and, and know what they're all about. So, yeah, absolutely. Josh, um, I really do appreciate you coming on again. I, I 
you just have so much knowledge. And like you said, we could, we could talk forever about uh, podcasting and, and sports oh, and in the local yep. area for sure. Um, where can people find you on uh, social media and also tell us about both podcasts that you have. So people know where they are and where they can listen to you. Yeah. Well, again, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on again. I, I appreciate it. It's always fun talking to you coach and yeah, you can follow us at home team sack, um, on basically all platforms, TikTok, YouTube, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those different places. Uh, and then obviously Apple podcasts and anywhere you can get your, your podcast, uh, you can find us there as well. Um, it's home team Sacramento. And then, yeah, the other podcast, um, is called connectable, the connectable podcast. I've continued to podcast with my friend, Deb McCollum. And, uh, that is, you know, we, we got to a certain point where we realized, Hey, we enjoy talking about other things besides sports. So we decided to open it up. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll just let your listeners know that one gets a little bit looser. Um, the content is a little bit, you know, um, different there. So, uh, just listener beware my mother, on my mother-in-law <laughs> listens. So that's always an adventure at uh, the following family get together. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it just, just, I want to warn everybody there, but yeah, we, we basically just want to get connected to people. Cause we want to, you know, that was one of the things that, um, we would always joke with people about when they came on our character combine podcast is we're like, just so you know, we're not a professional podcast and you're not going to get a professional experience when you come here. But one of the things that people would always say is like, Hey, we really enjoyed that conversation. It felt very relatable and we felt very comfortable here. And it's like, okay, cool. So we kind of ran with that idea. It's like, well, people seem to be able, even though it's not professional, they seem to feel, you know, uh, you know, some sense of relatability when they're on our show. And the whole point is to get connected. So we just put those two things together for connectable, but yeah, we have guests from all different walks of life, you know, uh, musicians, uh, videographers, filmmakers, uh, everyday, you know, moms and dads. I mean, we've had a, a baker who owns her own cookie business recently. So anybody and everybody has been on that podcast and it's just, a, it's a fun conversation. Like I said, uh, listener beware. Cause it's a little bit, the content content is a little bit different than what you would get with, with home team, but it's, it's fun. So. Yeah. I, well, I'll say this being on with, uh, you and Deb on character combine and being on with you on home team. I always feel whenever you go into being interviewed, you're always worried about, you know, what are you going to say? What, how am I going to answer questions? But every time I've been with you and with you and Deb, I get done. And it's so conversational that when I get done, I'm going, wait, what did I say? What, what, <laughs> what was I? Cause you're just talking, you know, and yeah. that's, I, I give you, I, like I said, last time, um, uh, copying you is the best form of flattery. And I copy you a lot in what I do. So, um, I've learned a lot from you and I, I take a lot of that and I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate and again, I appreciate, I appreciate having you on. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you to Josh Takimoto from the home team podcast for joining us for this episode again. This month's shout out goes to all of our middle school and K-8 programs who participated in athletics this year. It was a fantastic year of competition and growth, and I look forward to seeing what the future holds for our athletic programs. Summer enrichment program registration deadline is June 2nd. You can go to sanjuan.edu and search summer enrichment or find the registration link in our Instagram bio at the Positive Sports Report. While you're there, hit that follow button. Until next time, let's keep our sports positive.